Hey fam, happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. It's time for our midweek message. I hope that you all are doing well. Hope that you had a good weekend and a good extended weekend. With Labor Day being here, wanted to give us a little small break, so took Monday off. But we coming with the heat today. As you all know, it is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. We're going to have some real good conversations because I believe that you, others like you, myself included, and everybody else can actually play a part in our sphere of influence when it comes to helping in suicide prevention. So we're going to have a really good talk around this today. It's going to be brief, so stay with me. But before we get there, I want to say thank you to all of our new listeners. Maybe this is your first time or one of your few first times listening into the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I ask that you subscribe and that you share it on whatever platform you might be listening on. And of course, for my returning listeners, my dream team, thank you so much for your continued support and efforts with Between the Dream podcast, with being subscribed here, and of course, for always sharing the good word as well. Thank you so much. So let's jump into this. Like I said, the month of September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, and this specific week that we are in right now, this second week of September, is actually National Suicide um, Prevention Week. So there are a ton of conferences and conversations taking place around the world um, and around our country, specifically here in the United States, as it pertains to suicide prevention. You might scroll on social media this week and see places like ASFP, um, the Association for, uh, I think it's Suicide Prevention, um, Mental Health of America, and a bunch of other places, the Confess Project. You're going to see a ton of stuff posted this week as you go through social. It's okay because we're trying to do our part to make sure that we are making people aware. And that's what we're going to start our convo from today. I'm actually going to take this from my latest book, The 31 Days of Power. On day 11, I talked about effective ways to help in suicide prevention. And I felt like this was a really important convo to get us kicked off with for this book around suicide because of the fact that I think a lot of times when we talk about mental health in general, it is very easy to have the umbrella on all the time thinking that, oh man, I need to be a professional in order to be somebody who cares, or I need to be a professional in order to be somebody who um, can provide some sort of help or concern or compassion, and that's just not the case. So I wanted to take some time to kind of help the readers to understand like there are some simple things that we can do with the individuals around us on a day-to-day that can help when it comes to being a part of the solution in suicide prevention. So I want to give you all a few quick pointers, some things that I think could be really helpful and uh, take what you will, take what works for you and leave the rest. It's all good. So let's jump into it. The first thing that I talked about was this idea of being direct and in being direct, simply asking direct questions, right? So direct questions can come in the form of, are you thinking about suicide? Now, of course, you're not necessarily going to ask a random person this unless you just got some like off the chain 
um, discernment or you see something like, that looks oddly suspicious from something that maybe you've seen before that led to a suicide attempt. But usually this kind of direct conversation is going to be very helpful for the people that you are in close contact with, your family members, friends, your children, your spouse, your um, your parents, right? Like the individuals that you spend a lot of time with and maybe you notice that their patterns and how they live and do certain things are changing. That is where you're going to really find that direct question to be something that um, can be helpful. I know for so long, you know, we treated these types of conversations as like taboo and and we thought that professionals, um, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, we treat them as, as taboo, excuse me. And then um, we, we thought that asking the question would have an immediate, immediate negative effect. But what we tend to see now is that professionals are actually encouraging people um, to not beat around the bush, but be direct be 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 non pass aggressive right and in that just do what you can in order to really try and open up the floodgates because what happens is is when you're asking somebody directly it does kind of shine this light on them for them to be seen and you just never know what kind of good response you can get when it comes to an honest answer so that's the first piece that i want to give you all i think that's going to be super helpful and um, i know that it might take some time to build up to being direct um but at the same time, it doesn't mean that you are not capable of doing it, right? The next practice that I want to give you all that I think you can easily implement um, with someone who might be struggling is to be calm and to continue to speak in a reassuring tone, right? When you are around someone who maybe they do open up to you, right? Maybe they do tell you that they've had ideations or that they're actively trying to attempt suicide, Whatever it might be in that space, I want to encourage you all to remain calm and to speak in a reassuring tone. These two things are going to be really helpful. First and foremost, the calm aspect is going to keep them calm, right? It's going to keep them calm and you will actually be able to become a trusted source for them. You'll be a place of peace, a place of non-judgment, right? These are things that I want you all to consider. The next thing when we talk about the reassuring tone, this is going to come in handy because of the fact that in your reassuring tone, you're not going to push them away. If let's say, for instance, you were to respond out of shock or anger or something else, right? So that reassuring tone is actually going to be super beneficial for the person or people that you might have opening up to you when it comes to you being a gateway to maybe they listen to your voice because they trust your tone, because they trust the 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 calm and the peace that you bring. They trust your voice enough when you say, hey, let's go and seek out some professional help. Let's go and talk to somebody, right? So this is going to be really helpful when it comes to essentially um, being able to build a good space of trust. Another tactic that I want to give you all when it comes to the prevention is acknowledging that the feelings of the person expressing suicidal thoughts or feelings are legitimate. And I think that this is very very important, right? And let me be very clear by stating that this does not mean that you're feeling, um, or excuse me, that what the person is feeling um, is truth as far as not having a purpose or not um, not needing to be alive. That's not the part that I'm saying is true. I'm saying that what they're feeling as far as this overwhelming 
tormenting thought is there. It's glaring at them. That part is real. Now, when we talk about actually getting into the truth of the thought, that's different, right? And so I want us to be very, very clear on when we're acknowledging, it doesn't mean that we're empowering what they believe to be true. It doesn't mean that we're empowering the thought. We're just simply saying, hey, I see you, I hear you, and I know that you have this real thought or these real attacks going on mentally right now. Let's get to the bottom of it so we can start to um, pull out all of the lies from the very thing that you believe to be true within your own mind. Um, next thing I want to encourage you all to do is offer support and encouragement, right? Um, whether you know it or not, this can go a very long way with people. Um, I know how it is for a lot of us when we are close to someone who is struggling and when they are not reciprocating um when we try to like help or we give some kind of love, um, I just want you all to know that you being a source of support and encouragement, it could still mean a lot to them. You might feel like, oh man, my words mean nothing, right? Or the actions that I put out mean nothing. That's not the case. What we really find is that a lot of times when people get to their darkest places, um, what, what you'll tend to have a lot of times is that they I, look as somebody who is a suicide survivor, I have been able to reflect back on to the words and the kindness of the few people that were there in my corner. And those things helped me more than I knew. They kept me sane. They kept me um, on a level playing field. They allowed me an opportunity to not make a worse decision. So I just want you to know that even when you feel like your support and encouragement isn't doing anything, just because the person might not be showing it does not mean that you're not being effective. You are. And then finally, um, if you are connected to someone who has opened up to you and you have their ear, I definitely want to encourage you to let them know that help is available. And now we can start a good transition to getting them the help that they need professionally. These are going to be so critical, very small, right? Very small, simple ways, but they are effective. When we talk about prevention and when we talk about helping people on the mental health side, when when it comes to some of the things that will be helpful over the long haul, they're not going to be these big rocket science, astronomical, click of the light bulb type of um, ways of help. What they really boil down to are small, simple practices done right and done consistently. And that's what we have here. I hope this helped you all. Please, please, please make sure you share this with somebody else as we continue to spread the message of prevention. This is going to be helpful. Make sure that you go to my website, richardtaylorjr.com to find out more about my work there. You can find this book, The 31 Days of Power, and all of my other six books as well. Um, Richard.taylorjr is the Instagram Richard L. Taylor Jr. Facebook and LinkedIn and at Truly Taylor Made on Twitter. I love you all. Can't wait to talk to you Friday. Don't forget that you play a part in this suicide prevention space. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dreams.